16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, wage theft in America, Michael Strahan and Cheryl Lee Ralph. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. We have got a great show for you tonight. The World Cup is continuing its run of upsets. Mozzarella sticks are getting sued. And we'll give you yet another reason to hate your boss. Plus, we have two fantastic guests joining us on the show. NFL legend Michael Strahan is going to be here. And one of the stars of Abbott Elementary, Cheryl Lee Ralph, is going to be here tonight. So let's do this, people. Let's come straight into today's headlines. everybody. Before we get into the big stories, let's catch up on a few other things going on in the world. Starting off with the World Cup. In today's knockout games, Portugal absolutely obliterated Switzerland six goals to one. Yeah. And after this match, now I guess we see why Switzerland doesn't get involved in wars. (laughs) But the major World Cup news of today is how the North African nation of Morocco pulled an absolutely stunning upset off against football powerhouse Spain. And I know this won't make up for the fact that Spain once colonized a part of Morocco, but it goes a long way. It really does. (laughs) Oh, in international news, the government of Indonesia has just officially banned all sex outside of marriage. Yes, with a penalty of up to one year in prison. (laughs) That's gonna make for some weird conversation in Indonesian prisons, you know? And be like, I'm here for murder. What are you in for? A mediocre night with Jason. (laughs) Oh, and in some major legal news, the Trump organization has been found guilty of 17 counts of tax and other financial crimes. And you know what that means? Donald Trump is going to prison! visit all the lower-ranking people who did this without his knowledge or his permission. 
Yeah, because we all know that's how that works in the world, right? All the successes in Trump's organization, they're due to the genius of Donald Trump. All the crimes, he had no idea. He's like, that's right, folks. I have zero control over the things I run, which is why you should vote for me to run the country so I can run it like one of my companies, which I don't even run. I don't even run. But speaking of crimes, speaking of crimes, let's move on to our main story. In the run-up to the midterms, one of the major issues for voters across the land was crime. In fact, any time you turned on the news, you were bound to see stories like this. Business owners across the country are stepping up security as they report brazen shoplifting. We've all seen the videos. Shoplifting at supermarkets across the USA is out of control. Handbag haul. <laughs> The brazen bandit who cops say walked out with all these stolen handbags. The shoplifting epidemic, highlighted by this viral video at a Walgreens last week. Shoplifting is up 300% as video of brazen thieves leaving with their arms laden with stolen merchandise continue to shock all Americans. Shoplifting has gotten so bad this year, Rite Aid is considering literally putting everything behind showcases. Yeah, you hear that? Shoplifting has gotten so bad that they're locking everything behind showcases. Oh, and the person who unlocks the showcase, they're locked behind the showcase too. Yeah, now you're screwed. What are you gonna do? But yes, almost every day, every day in the news, we've seen these horrible stories, you know, about people blatantly breaking the law and stealing what doesn't belong to them. And I don't care what anyone says, there is zero excuse for shoplifting, zero excuse. Even in the instances where you find yourself waiting in line forever and the six open registers, but the store only decided to hire one cashier, which makes you feel like they're taunting you, showing you how fast it could be, but they just don't want it to be, you know? So then you think, oh, you're just gonna go and use the self-checkout. But then there's an error because you didn't put the item in the bagging area or because you put it in too early or too late and now you have to wait for the supervisor to come over and ask, oh, are you trying to buy this? No, I just enjoy holding shampoo. Yeah, that's what I'm doing here. Yes, I'm trying to buy this. Yes, I'm trying to buy it. And then, instead of just like helping you out, they give you that look, they give you that look like, and then they wave the magical little key fob. And then even in that instance, it is not justified. Even when it's justified, it is not justified <laughs> to steal. But what if I told you, what if I told you that the biggest theft isn't people stealing from companies? What if I told you the biggest theft is companies stealing from people? Well, you might ask how or why? Well, let's find out in another installment of If You Don't Know, Now You Know. When you take a job, you're making a simple agreement with your employer, right? You do the work, they give you pay. That's the very foundation that jobs are built on. And yet all over the country, all over the world, in fact, employers aren't holding up their end of the deal. Imagine working and never getting paid. It's a growing problem called wage theft. Wage theft occurs when a worker is paid less than they're legally entitled to, such as when they're denied pay for working overtime, or work off the clock without getting paid, or are denied legal meal breaks. 67 letter carriers say their paychecks were changed to make it look like they worked less hours than they actually did. Workers at Hardee's and Carl's Jr. have filed dozens of state and federal complaints, including allegations of wage theft, manipulated overtime, and unfair labor practices. About 10,000 people are saying Chipotle forced them to work off the clock to boost the bottom line. Wage theft is the costliest crime in the country, robbing U.S. workers of $15 billion per year. 
more than car thefts, burglaries, and other larcenies combined. Yeah, that's right. The costliest crime in the United States is actually being committed by corporations. So I guess instead of following black people around the store, security guards should be hovering over CEOs at their desk. Yeah. They should be looking over there. And being like, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and put that person's salary back where it belongs. I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't see that I had that. Yeah, I bet you didn't. And I think we can all agree, nobody, nobody should be doing work that they're not getting paid for. Because I mean, then that's not a job. Now you're volunteering at a fast food restaurant, and who would do that? Huh? Who's there like, oh, me, I, I'm not in it for the money, I'm in it for the love of childhood obesity. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, wage theft isn't just when companies don't pay employees for the work that they've done. In some instances, employers find really shitty ways to actually make their employees pay them. For example, there was a restaurant owner who confiscated his employees' tips at the end of their shift and called it, I swear to God, a cleaning fee. Yeah. The NFL Oakland Raiders would dock their cheerleaders, cheerleaders' pay for shit like wearing the wrong color nail polish. Yeah, but this, this example of creative wage theft might be my favorite of all. This is Fantasy Gentlemen's Club in Grand Junction, and this is the 24-page class action lawsuit claiming... Fantasy Gentlemen's Club has been exploiting these workers for years. Among other charges, dancers accused the club of cutting into their take-home pay with excessive fines. $50 if dancers don't share tips with the DJ and security, 100 bucks to change the schedule. There's even a fine for complaining to customers about their personal lives. I'm sorry, what? This is the biggest bullshit of all. You can't find strippers for complaining to customers about their personal lives, all right? First of all, how can you even tell that they're complaining and not just singing along to the Drake song that's playing? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. And second of all, if strippers couldn't complain about their lives, then how would they be able to convince customers into spending more than they planned to help save them from this life? So what you're saying is if we go to the champagne room, then you can move with me to Chicago? Is that it? <laughs> and there's a lot of reasons businesses are able to get away with this. First of all, wage theft tends to target people with the least ability to fight back, like hourly workers and undocumented immigrants. Making matters worse, the government agencies who are supposed to be the watchdogs against wage theft are understaffed and underfunded. Oh, and when companies do get caught stealing, here's what happens to them. McDonald's has agreed to pay $26 million to settle accusations of wage theft. It follows a long-running class action lawsuit at corporate-run locations in California. The U.S. Labor Department says Walmart will pay $4.8 million in back wages and damages to more than 4,500 employees. Amazon agreed to pay $8.2 million to settle a wage theft lawsuit. And Krispy Kreme was ordered to pay workers more than $1.1 million after investigators found widespread and systematic failure to pay workers what they were owed. Oh, that's so strange. All of this theft occurred, but there was no mention of anyone going to jail. But then how will they learn their lesson? Oh, and before you say, but Trevor, you, you can't put a corporation in jail, says who? Says who? They always say corporations are people, so why doesn't America treat them like American people, huh? Why not? Every time. Every single time a company gets busted stealing their workers' wages, you know what they should do? They should say that the company headquarters should be taken to prison. Yeah, that's what they should do. Just take the actual headquarters, put it in prison. Yeah, you hear that, Amazon? Same day delivery is gonna be a lot harder when you have to smuggle that air fryer in your butthole. <laughs> but 
just because it's all too easy for companies to steal from their workers, that doesn't mean workers are powerless. Wage theft has been one of the issues driving an increase in unionization. And California has just passed a law saying that for the first time anywhere in the country, wages and payment rules for all fast food workers will be set not by employers, but by a council of experts appointed by the state. Yes, a council <laughs> of fast food experts. So finally, a government job that Trump is actually qualified for. <laughs> but for some workers, waiting for the bureaucracy of the courts or the government's to intervene just takes too long, which is why one construction worker in England expressed his anger in a more physical way. A row over 600 pounds that will end up costing so much more to put right. This construction worker was so angry at allegedly not being paid that he took drastic action. Driving a mini excavator into the newly finished hotel that he'd helped build. Okay, okay. I know this seems bad, but is it? <laughs> no, because the guy did the work, didn't get paid, and then he undid the work, right? Seems like a fair deal to me. And it reminds me, it reminds me of a very wise thing my grandfather used to tell me. He would say, remember Trevor, if you want to screw someone over, make sure they don't own a bulldozer first. <laughs> and yes, my grandfather was Nelson Mandela. <laughs> he was indeed. The next time you turn the TV on and see all the news about people shoplifting from drug stores before assuming there is a crime, maybe just for a moment think that they could just be getting their wages back a totally different way. And if you don't know, now you know. Before we go to a break, it's time to check in on the weather forecast with our very own Desi, Desi Lydic, everybody. Desi, what is... What's happening in the weather? Uh, I don't know. My Wi-Fi's down, so my weather app doesn't work. You know, oh. Trevor, it's interesting. You're going on and on about the epidemic of wage theft, meanwhile ignoring the wage theft going on right in front of you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, Dizzy, what, what are you talking about? You, you're getting paid. Well, sure, maybe for doing the weather. Well, actually, you never actually do the weather. But, but there is a ton of other stuff that I do that I'm not compensated for. Like, I spend hours of the workday selling my bathtub kombucha on Etsy, and I haven't seen a dime from this show. But, Desi, that's not wage theft. We're not paying you to do that. Exactly. You're not paying me to do that. And it's how I spend most of my time in the office at what? work. But it's fine. Don't worry. You'll read all about it in the lawsuit. Well, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Wait, you suing me? Oh, yeah. No, I, it's been a long time coming because I work very, very hard at this show. Do you know that I have never once been paid overtime for organizing the office supplies and putting them neatly in boxes and taking them home to my apartment? You've been stealing office supplies? <laughs> Well, not to mention all the hours that I spent taking the laser out of the laser printer. Desi, that's not even how a laser printer works. Well, I know that now, but I'm not getting that time back. Okay, Desi, none of this is actually wage theft. You realize that? I'm sorry. Who made you judge, Judy? <laughs> okay. You know what? I didn't want to do this, but, uh, like, I didn't, I didn't want to do this. I don't think you're going to win a wage theft wage theft lawsuit with us because I, I have a solid year of video evidence of you never actually doing the weather, which is your actual job. Oh, oh, 
okay, okay. Is that how saying. it's going to be? You want to play hardball, huh? Fine, I get it. Look, I get it. Yeah, Desi, I, look, I'm sorry that you feel that way, all right? I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm, I'm just saying. You know, if anything, it sounds like you're the person who's stealing from the place that pays your wages. You know, so I don't, I don't think taking this case to the court is the right idea. It's, it's just like, it's, it's one of those things. In... Wait, Desi? Desi, what is it? Desi, what are you doing? Desi? Des yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I'm charging extra for this. No, don't, don't do it, Desi, no, no, Desi! No! All right, we're gonna take a quick break while everyone evacuates the studio. Desi Lydic, everybody! When we come back, the legendary Michael Strahan will be joining us on the show, so don't go away. Sixteenth Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take the dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Love the Daily Show Ears Edition? Then help us get to know you so we can keep creating the content you love. Go to cohst.app slash TDS or click the link in this episode's show notes to fill out a quick two-minute survey. And tell us a little bit about yourself. is Pro Football Hall of Famer who hosts Good Morning America and Fox NFL Sunday. He's here to talk about a new podcast he's produced called American Football, How the Gridiron Was Forged, which is now streaming on Audible and wherever you get your podcasts. Please welcome Michael Strahan. Everybody, Michael hey, before Strahan. you ask me one thing, before I ask you, I'm going to say you're brilliant. Oh, thank you. You're brilliant. Thank you. Thank and, you. I appreciate that. Thank you. And um, you know, you're going to be. If you ever get like tired of not doing this, my living room's always open. Come over. Can I Anytime. You, that would be so much fun. 
Just the I'm Daily Show for one you, person. You're not paying me? I'm <laughs> <laughs> you, man. You got to show up, That it. would be fun. I would do that. It's like Daily Show for one person at their house. I'm actually, that's actually a, an idea that I'll just do that. Individual shows with people. I like that. Just be addressing it to you. Perfect. But first, Michael, let's kick things off let's with the story. <laughs> you can even ask questions. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I feel like you make that offer to me, but you wouldn't have the time for me to come to your house and do that because there are a few people I know <laughs> who have more jobs than you do. You, you, you retired from football yeah. to do everything else. To not... <laughs> To do everything I else. I retired to, uh, to get more jobs. That's essentially what you did, right? So you're working in television, and it's all types of television. You've got like morning television, you've got, you've got sports television, you, you, you've got a clothing line, you know, you've got a skincare line now, yeah. you've got a podcast. So let's start with the podcast, because that's one of the newest yeah. aspects of what you're doing. Talk me through the history of the NFL, because no, so many sports are popular, yeah. but football has a special place in America. What do you think it is about football that, that makes it what it is in American history? It's violent. Wow. <laughs> I'm joking, man. It's controlled aggression. Okay. I call okay. it controlled aggression. But I think we love football so much because, you know, it, it, it's, it's America, again, American football, the, the podcast, and it goes back to the origin of the game. And, yes. and football was a white-collar sport back in the day. Yeah, I was shocked to find out. But they that wouldn't out. let the blue-collar guys play, so they created their own league to compete. And now it's kind of turned into, it's blue-collar guys playing, getting paid white-collar salaries. Huh. You know, it's kind of, if you think about it, the game has changed, but we dove back into things that I didn't know about the game of football. Right. I just kind of assumed I'm a player. I love the game. But when you go back and look at the origin, how it was founded, and the way that they had to, to go and, and get around the system to create some of these teams, and to have Kate Mara come in and narr narrate it, who was a part of two football dynasties, the Giants and the, and the Steelers through her family, it was like a dream project for me because without the NFL, I wouldn't be sitting here with you. It gave me a completely different life than I ever mm -hmm, expected. Mm -hmm. But to dive back into the history of the game and understand how far it's come, but where it began, and it's totally different than what I expected, I hope people will tune in so that they can learn a little bit more about what we love so much, which is American football. But what I love about the podcast is that it's not just about the sport. So if you, if you don't like the sport, the podcast is still amazing because it delves into yeah. history, it delves into classism, it delves into these battles Everything. between who has and who doesn't and who should and who shouldn't be. It, it, it's, it's, it's a fascinating story. And, and as you talk about the progression of football, it made me wonder, you're one of the few people who's had the, the span of career that you had in football, mm -hmm. playing for what, 15 years? 15 years, yeah. that, That's insane. Yeah, tell me about it, I know. It's crazy. So, so I would love to know, as somebody who witnessed the game up, like, up close for 15 years, would you change anything about football now? Or if you could, if you could wave a magic wand and change hmm. three things about football tomorrow, what would they be? I would ma wave a magic wand and, and make it so that I could play for a lot longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're going that, back. Yeah, I want to go back with body, man. You, you know what you miss? You know what you miss? You miss physically dominating another man. Okay, okay. Someone's going to clip that sentence and take it out of context? <laughs> I mean, you, you enjoy it. I love it. <laughs> Because Mike was like, I miss hugging another it was, man it so was, hard. You know, it was, I was just I loving was, him as hard as I could. 
But you, I do miss that. I miss the competitiveness of it. Okay. I miss the physicality. Okay. I would probably wave my my magic wand and and um, you know I like what they're doing though when it comes to like injuries and the brain and all right, these different right. things. I I like what they're doing there. There's not much. I don't know how much you can change the game because I almost feel like in some aspect you change it so much it takes away from what it was. Okay, what would you change in and around the game? So for instance, one of the things that always threw me and I might I might be wrong. Yeah, on you this, tell me. Well, what, no, what no, I was you I was, always, I was always thrown by this is the fact that like if you got injured playing football yeah. it, it was just over for you and then you don't you don't get the money that was promised to you but you got injured playing you don't the get guaranteed contracts unless certain guys now are getting them okay so that's changing or you get as much money as you can up front in your signing bonus so they can't release you so oh, early because they're going to get some money out of you by okay, making you play okay and and that was the one thing yeah i would probably change the guarantees and contracts because basketball has them yes baseball has right. them but the problem with football that they see is that if you guarantee the money, there are 60-something guys on a team. So if you have that many guys on injured reserve, how can you economically afford to have billions. that many guys? I know. That's their argument. I didn't say they were right. Okay, okay, okay. I, trust me, I would have loved guaranteed money. I'm say anyone who has billions going like, I don't know where yeah, money. I don't know where they came from. You have billions. Can you get this cup of coffee? <laughs> um, before I let you go, I want to talk about one of your latest ventures, which is your skincare line. Yeah, man. You know, you have beautiful skin. Thank you. You really do. And this is another this is another opportunity I don't think a lot of people would have thought of a long time ago. People wow. would have said like a football player, Michael Strahan, blah, blah, and then it's like the skincare line of yeah. Michael Strahan. I like this, it's all sides of you. Yeah, the guys who like to dominate other men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's skincare now. Yes. But you know what it is, it's like, dominate to me. Dominate men with your skin care. Yes. Look at these pores, look at them. <laughs> But, you know, it all started with, with the clothing line. And it was like, okay, I'm on TV. I'm always in suits and stuff. So it was like a confidence thing, yes, man. You want to yes. feel good like you. You look good. You feel good, right? Mm. You perform better. And I think that skincare was a missing link, at least for me, because everything I've done has always been about my life and my lifestyle. I don't do anything that isn't authentically me. Right. So it was about skincare and having a routine that is easy to do because I'm kind of lazy about that. Which I, I think is most men, like every single friend of mine, every woman I talk to who's a friend, I, I go, oh, they go, what do you do for your skincare? And I go, oh, I wash the face and I yeah. leave the house. And <gasps> yeah. Like it, it's always the shock and the, what's your routine? There's no, and then I got taught, it's like, no, you, you need to respect it and treat you so what's, it. So what's the routine? It. How many so steps? So we, we, have, we, have, we have five products. Yeah. So we have a face this wash. This would be great. You could do one of those YouTube, like, so everyone's been asking me about my skincare routine. I'm Michael Strayer. You could be doing that right now. I think it would be amazing. I think it would be amazing. In circles. Right. What, so what, tell me, so, what's so the routine? So we have the face wash, okay, we start, which every day, easy routine. You take oh, a shower, start, wash you wash face. your face, yes, right. and then you have the face and neck moisturizer. You get out. Face you, and neck moisturizer. Yeah, yes, you, you know, you do face the neck as well? Yeah, oh, you can do the neck. Okay, I'll do the neck. All up okay. in here. All okay. up in here. Okay. Look at my neck. I'm 82 years old. Look at that neck. <laughs> so, so you got the face and neck moisturizer, okay. and then if you have a beard, like I got a beard, I put the beard oil on. and the beard oil? Beard oil, yeah. Wow. Keep that beard okay. silky and soft. You don't know who you may rub up into, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's the second thing I did I'm that could this. be I'm loving this. That could be messed I'm up, man. This. And, 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 and then after that, we have our saving gel, like a saving lotion. Okay. And it's clear so that you can actually see when you shave where exactly oh, okay. you're shaving. Because okay. that was always the thing. Right, right, right. I finished shaving like one's up here, the other's <laughs> down there. And then we have our post-shave, you know, balm. So nice, easy, put on. Doesn't really sting your face. Okay. But it's a very simple thing, man. And for me, it takes less time than brushing my teeth. So, um... <laughs> 
always say they may not be together, but they're clean. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, thank you again. I appreciate it. Thank you, you for joining me on the show, you, as always. Thank you for being so wonderful. Stars of Abbott Elementary, Cheryl Lee Welk is going to be joining me on the show. You don't want to miss it. I do. Sixteenth Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, and every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take the dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Love the Daily Show Ears Edition? Then help us get to know you so we can keep creating the content you love. Go to cohst.app slash TDS or click the link in this episode's show notes to fill out a quick two-minute survey. And tell us a little bit about yourself. an Emmy Award-winning actor who stars in the hit series Abbott Elementary, which airs Wednesday nights on ABC and can be streamed on Hulu. Please welcome Cheryl Lee Ralph. Lee Ralph, welcome to The Daily Show. L let me start with saying, congratulations, Emmy Award winning. <laughs> you know, there are many performers in history, many artists, many actors, who audiences have said, critics alike, this person never got their flowers. This person never got the recognition that they deserve. So many people in black Hollywood never got the flowers that they deserved. Yeah. Talk me through just a part of this journey. You know, you've done it all. I mean, Moesha for me, and then <laughs> moving from one to the next, you know. Dream girls for so many people back in the day, the original dream girl. Talk, talk me through the journey and what has kept you being as effervescent as you are. Oh my God, I choose to be happy. Yeah. I choose joy, yeah. I believe that since I am alive, I might as well get up, get out there, and enjoy it. Uh, yes. I'm so 
happy that God has chosen throughout all of these years to wake me up every morning in my right mind so that yes. I can carry on in life. Yes. I love it. Amen. Yes. Yes. That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me enjoying what I do through all of the ups and downs, mm -hmm. through all of the missteps and the bad breaks. I choose to carry on. I choose to look in the mirror and love what I see. We love what we see. We genuinely love what we see. Again, I mean, I, I am a sucker. For, I love all comedy. Anything that is funny, I love. You are mm -hmm. a master in the way you perform it. We, Abbott Elementary has done what many people said wasn't possible. That's people right. said no one watches live TV anymore. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes a sitcom anymore. Nobody likes these family stories anymore. Right. And yet Abbott Elementary has gone and done the exact thing that everyone said was impossible. Mm -hmm. You know, Quinta Brunson assembled this amazing squad of people to come in and tell real stories right. that teachers love of mm -hmm. themselves, of the students, of the American schooling system. That's right. You know, I know it touches everything, but what do you think it is that brings people back every single week? And watching live, by the way, sharing it with each other. I think what they're seeing is their own struggles. There's, we're just a group of regular people in the show going through life. And we just happen to be in a very challenging situation. And every week we are getting over the difficulties and we are appreciating what we have together, working together on the show, in the show, in the characters, in the scripts. And people see themselves in it and they, they love that. it. They feel it, They too. feel it, and they love it. And, and they tell us. They oh, do. Oh, oh they my do. God. Oh, they oh, do. Oh, my God. My life now has turned into one big photo session. <laughs> and anytime I go out into the street, yes. everybody wants to take a picture. Everybody wants you to talk to their people. And everybody wants to tell you how much they love you. And I am saying, see, that's why I wake up happy every day. <laughs> you... You, you're also you're also the, bra the, the rare breed of human being who is, uh, you know, talented in every aspect of what you do. You know, Thank some you. some people will see you as an actor on screen. Others know you as the, the phenomenal performer on stage. And now you have an album out. Yes. A Christmas album. Yes. Slay. Yes. Which uh, I like the play on words. But, but but talk me through that. Talk me through why the Christmas album and why an album in general. Well, first of all, it was only supposed to be a song. And before I knew it, we had done 15 songs and we have an album <laughs> called Slay and people are actually downloading it everywhere loving it. and loving it. People it's crazy. Loving it. Yeah. People are you, it's you, not your mother's Christmas album. It is not. We're going to take your mother to church and the club. Yes. yes. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. It is a uh, it is, it is one of the, uh, the, the sexier Christmas albums Thank I've ever you. heard. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. Uh, be, before I let you go, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about your moment at the Emmys. Where yes. I, I always say, you know, at every award show, I feel like there should be an award for the best award acceptance. Aww. And yours was that. Because sometimes at awards, you know, it can feel self-indulgent. It can feel like we're not part of what's happening. It felt like we won with you. It felt like people won you know, with your win, even just for their lives, it didn't feel like a platitude. It didn't feel like you were just saying it. It felt like you were embodying it. And, and I'd love to know, in that moment, when you're holding that award, you know, in an industry that everyone thrives to be celebrated or successful mm -hmm. in, what made you think of talking to the people and not just talking about yourself? Because I thought in that moment, you know, 
My dad was a great lifelong learner and educator, and I, when they called my name, it was just like I could hear my dad saying, there you are, it's your time, come on. But I couldn't, I couldn't, I was so shocked, I couldn't get the message from my brain to my feet to move. <laughs> and I, I, my husband kept saying, get up, get up. And it wasn't until I heard Quinta say, it's your name, get up! <laughs> Then I, I got up because Tyler came and literally lifted me up and guided me to the stage. And I got there center stage and there was my dad again saying, don't you cry. Don't you cry. This is your moment. Let them know who you are and how you got here. Wow. And there's a big screen like that in front of me saying, stop now. Stop now. And I was like, I haven't even gotten started. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. I love it so much. Thank you for joining me on the Thank show. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you so much. Cheryl Lee Ralph, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sixteenth Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Love the Daily Show Ears Edition? Then help us get to know you so we can keep creating the content you love. Go to cohst.app slash TDS or click the link in this episode's show notes to fill out a quick two-minute survey. And tell us a little bit about yourself. season, please consider supporting Feeding America, the largest hunger relief organization in the United States. If you can support them in their amazing work of getting nourishing food to the people who need it most, then please donate at the link below. Until next time, stay safe out there. And remember, the next time you walk past a major corporation, you might want to clutch your bag. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. 
It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.